0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Happy
1: Mother's Day to everybody out there! It is Mother's Day. Therefore, you know what that means, guys. Uh, we've got Tom and Joe who are producing the show. It means that uh, we've got a we've got an appearance from Mama Mimi today. Coming your way at 10 a.m., never a dull moment with, when, when Mama Mimi is on. Uh, I know our listeners. <laughs> if we had a dollar for every time someone called in the show and said, hey, tell your mom I said hi, as if they've met her before, uh, we, we'd, we'd be pretty wealthy, wouldn't we, guys?
2: We'd be incredibly wealthy. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone.
1: Good morning. Good morning. And, and of course, um, I offered I extended the olive branch to you guys. I asked if you wanted your moms to come on today and you could have wished them a happy Mother's Day. And you said, no, our mothers have no desire to be on the radio. So polar opposite than my mom.
2: Yeah, I mean, I will, you know, say happy Mother's Day to my mom, Kathy. But that's the extent that she's willing to uh, to probably come on the radio this morning. And Kathy,
1: will, happy Mother's Day. And I will extend Tom, the, what's your,
2: I will extend the same happy Mother's Day to my mother, Lori.
1: So we have Kathy and Lori. Um, happy Mother's Day to you both. I enjoy working with your sons. So God bless. Um, but of course, my mom's like, it's Mother's Day, aren't I? D- don't you want me on your show? I'm like, sure, Mom. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll make time for you. W- we'll do it.
2: So... I take it Mama Mimi's the one who approached you about this idea. Is she kind of producing oh, oh, the show a little bit?
1: Always. Always. She's like, Hey, do you want me? so so he, here's the funny thing about Mama Mimi? Um so she watches me on daily w- so folks who don't know, I'm I'm also on TV on our gambling platform on ESPN, ESPN two. We have a show that airs every night Monday through Friday from six to seven PM called Daily Wager. And I'm on that show about three or four times a week. Okay. And so my mom watches, of course. You know, she supports me, everything I do. And so, you know, now that we're out of football season, very few topics surround football. Obviously, we're in the NBA playoffs. So we talk NBA, we're talking NHL, we're talking some futures bets with some other things. Anyway, so she, she's always texting me. You look great, sweetheart. I just, I don't know anything about the NBA. I can care less. So, but, and this is so Miami, guys. Okay, this is so Miami. The heat now have won. So now they're in the Eastern Conference Championships. So now they beat the Bucs. They beat the Knicks. Now they're waiting for the winner of the 76ers and the Boston Celtics. And so now Mama Mimi, hey, when did, when did the Heat play again? Now she's, oh, because they're winning? Because they're winning? Now Mama Mimi's watching the Heat? Now she cares about the NBA because they're winning? It's so Miami. It is so Miami. Um, so I'm going to give my mom some smack for that for sure. So we'll find out, we'll get her take, uh, what they're saying down there in Miami. I'm sure Knicks fans could care less. Uh, but, uh, which by the way, good segue here. Did you guys see the viral video of the Knicks fans stomping on Julius Randall's poster outside of the garden after the loss? Did you guys see that video yet?
2: I have, and My message to Knicks fans is no wonder why all the all-star, premier, superstar talent does not want to come play for the Knicks. Because if you don't play well, this happens. Listen, I will always defend New York fans as I am a fan of New York sports. But this is not an instance where I can really be in the defense of a New York fan. It's living up to the stereotypes that people have about New York fans being obsessed and crazy about certain things. And these fans, quote unquote, just took it to a whole nother level. So shame on them. I I feel sorry for the rest of the Knicks fans that have to kind of look and see this and think that it's going to be reflective on them. And it shouldn't be. It should be on those fans that stomped on this poster. But you know what? What are you going to do? It's going to be reflective on everybody. That's just how the world works.
1: I think it was pretty disgusting, by the way. Um, and, you know... I hosted yesterday from noon to three. Hopefully you tuned in. If you didn't, uh, Bobby Marks was on with us, said some interesting things. Uh, I'll, I'll share those with you as well in the next three hours. Uh, but I opened up the show, and yeah, very disappointing loss, the Knicks losing to the Heat 96-92. to 92. Um, They they almost had it. They almost forced a game seven back here in New York, down two, 20 seconds left. Unfortunately, it wasn't Julius Randle who screwed up. Right? It was Brunson. But Brunson put up forty-one points. Listen, I'm not sitting here, I, I'm I'm not sitting here pointing fingers. Okay. Brunson has been unbelievable. It's not my point here. My point is if and and, and I'm gonna go back one series. I and, and I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. And I talked about this yesterday, but maybe we've got a new slew of listeners on Sunday Funday. Do you truly believe? that the Knicks would have beaten the Cavs and would have won the series against the Cavs without Julius Randle. Hell to the no. Now, did he have a horrible series against the Heat? Absolutely. Bam Adebayo played phenomenal defense. The Heat were uber-physical. And and I'll go one step further. Don't forget, it. Julius Randle was in a boot two weeks prior to the Cavs' series starting. I truly believe he came back too soon, too early. Did not play at 100%. And then went right into this Heat series where, again, a lot more physicality than what this this Knicks team saw against the Cavs. You know who also didn't step up? Josh Hart didn't step up. This series, he was just as horrible, if not worse, than Julius Randle. Four points, two rebounds. Two points, two rebounds. Eleven points, seven rebounds. His last three games were his absolute worst. Now, I'm not making excuses for him, but his wife just had twin boys. I can't even, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I say this all the time. I, I own dogs. I don't own children. So I, I can't even fathom. I don't even know what that must be like uh, for a woman to be close to popping out two twin boys and his wife, by the way, uh soccer player. So athlete, as we know, Josh Hart, basketball player, can't even imagine what these twin boys must weigh. So. I'm, again I'm not making excuses for Josh Hart. I'm just sharing this just to say you know quickly, no quickly in, in this in this series against the Heat. So to to pinpoint I just I, I feel like Randall is the punching bag here. And I don't get it. And I and I well, I get it. Take that back. I get it. I just don't agree with it. I certainly do not agree with it. You really want to point the finger, granted, Randall did not have a great series. Josh Hart had a horrible series, again, not making excuses for him. There were some games that Mitch Robinson disappeared, especially, you know, his contribution in regard to rebounding and second-chance opportunities. But to pull Julius Randle's poster down and, and decimate it, and, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? If you haven't seen it, uh, go to some social media page. Search for it. You'll see it. It comes up. It went viral yesterday. Eight hundred nine 919 3776 Let's discuss. Uh, also, let me break down the show for you. I'm really excited about it. We've got some, some of the best in the business joining us this morning. Rich Samini is going to join us at 930 to talk about the Jets. Uh, Mama Mimi is going to make a visit uh, because she wants to talk about her heat. Not that we want to hear what she has to say. I'm kidding. Uh, and and of course, it's Mother's Day. So I, I want to wish her a happy Mother's Day and tell her how much I love her. Uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us at uh, at 10:30 to talk about the Giants schedule. So we've got Rich and Jordan joining us. Greg Washinsky, the Puck Daddy, is going to join us at 11 a.m. to talk some hockey um, as uh, the Kraken. What a great name, right? The Kraken. Uh, they tie up the series against the Stars. And you've got uh, Las Vegas in uh, the Maple Leafs going, not the Maple Leafs, uh, who's playing today. You've got uh, you've got Las Vegas and the Oilers uh, going at it today. And Nick Fridell is going to join us at 11.30 uh, to, to talk about the NBA and the game later on this afternoon and the outlook for uh, both the Nets and the Knicks heading into the summer. So a jam-packed show, great guests every hour, It is Sunday, Fun Day. Nina Marks with you. We'll take your calls next. 800 919 3776. Also, uh, Yankees win yesterday. If you recall, uh, they were down 6 0 while we were hosting the show yesterday. Doom and gloom, and Aaron Judge to the rescue with two home runs. Uh, The Mets, their Saturday game was suspended. They were down 1 0 to the Nats but they had runners on second and third. I want to say with only one out, that game continues today. Double header game two will be at 430 and Max Scherzer will be back on the bump for the Mets. So we'll talk some major league baseball as well. We got you. We got all your bases covered. No pun intended right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza. The number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Mama Mimi just texted me, don't ask me too much on basketball. I know nothing. <laughs> oh, we're going to have fun with her today. Uh, and that's at 10 a.m. 800 Let's go to your calls. Uh, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Good morning.
4: Oh, good morning, Anita. How are you doing, by the way? <laughs>
1: Great great
4: great okay i'm i'm here to you know as i told joe i'm here to provide the radio content because i'm not a fan um as everyone knows i'm not the biggest julius randall fan i have reached an all-time high in disappointment and at this point i don't feel that he is um the future for this orga- organization especially if we're wanting to get serious about winning titles because he is a he he is a a, a, choke, uh, a, choke, a choke artist at this point, and I can't I can't see a situation where he will ever average twenty four ten and four in the playoffs. Now, as far as for the Knit fans, I'm not defending them, but I get I, I, it, it is getting to a point where we're trying to uh, demonize and demonize a fan base when this is how how, how we've always been. As a hardcore fan base in New York, when you win, you become a hero like Mark Messier. When you're homegrown and you win, you become Derek Jeter. When you win, or you could become Reggie Jackson, an outsider who ends up winning titles and still becomes a legend. It, it, it all comes down to winning. And at the end of the day, when we see the body language, when we see him play, that is not a winning player. Can he change and evolve and be a number three piece? I, I, I'm not going to say that's out of the question, but this idea of demonizing fans, which at the end of the day, I'm kind of looking at it as a freedom of expression. They're not re- they're hurting the billboard. They're not hurting him. They're not giving death threats or something like that, which I would totally not condone under any circumstance. But there comes a time where I'm just like, come on, we're 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 getting mad. We're getting mad at fans doing fan things. Uh,
1: Jose. I appreciate the phone call. Just uh, listen uh, for me. I, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's unfair. I think it's, I think it's unfair. This is, this is a, this is a team sport. And again, I know Julius Randle did not have a great series against the heat, but I truly don't believe that the Knicks would have gotten that far and beaten the Cavs without Randle. And there are other players who did not bring their a game to this heat series either. I don't see anybody else out there stomping on their posters, and they shouldn't. Let's go to Manny in Flushing. Manny, good morning.
5: So good morning, Anita. Tell your mom um, happy Mother's Day, too.
1: <laughs> I will. Thank you.
5: Yes. Uh, listen, look, I agree with you with the studio's random part, but at the same time, I could understand why the fans are still frustrating because... I still think the fans haven't really forgiven him. Um, remember last year that he did that thumbs down um, at a game in which they basically told them to shut the F up while I'm mm-hmm. win against the Celtics. I remember. And, and I think, and fans, I don't think their fans are still having forgiving him. Look, I agree that he's not the only one who, who struggling in the series, but unfortunately he is an all-star. He's an all-NBA. And, and once you don't have a good series, fans will let you know. And look, I would not have done that. I'll tell Julius Randle. I mean, just you know, you got to play up, like get your A game on because we need you. And and I'll, and you know, look, I'm not look like I'm not a really huge UFA fan, fan, but I root for him because look, I I want to do well. He's probably the most consistent Knicks player in the last few years. If you really put that in perspective, in which players don't want to come here, but you know, I've never heard teammates or coaches of the Knicks ever throw him under the bus like that. Uh, but I, I and, and and that and that's it. And also, I want to say this about John Moran, man, don't waste your damn life away. I don't want to see you flashing a gun all the damn time. That's all. That's what I want to say. Happy uh, by the way, have a nice day and my happy Mother's Day, Mama Mimi.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Manny. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Steven. He's calling in from a car. Steven, good morning.
6: Hey, good morning. First, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And thank you for taking my call, Anita. I love the show, and I'm a long-time listener, second-time caller. Um, I do want to chirp in on your take on the Julius Randle thing. Um, I kind of completely disagree with you on two points that I want to make. Um, As an all-star, and all-NBA player, and as a leader of the team, there's just a certain level of accountability that comes with winning and losing. So... You know, that kind of just falls under that, you know, leadership role where, you know, you kinda of take the losses and there's a certain level of loss that you take as a leader. And another point that I don't wanna make that it almost makes it a target for Julius Riddle. It almost makes it easy to pick on him when you see the effort level, when you see the poor body language. And as a as a player of the game, I know that those things kind of roll over Kind of into the locker room and trickles onto the team as well. So that's just my opinion on it. Um, let me know what you think.
1: Yeah, I, Stephen, I, I appreciate it. You know, here's the, I, I think this this is what I think rubs Knicks fans the wrong way is that is that Julius Randle does wear his emotions on his sleeve. You see, at least you you think you know what's going on, and 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 there's um, there's an issue there in regard to he wants to be the man, but is he really the man? Again, many of us believe that he'd be a two or even a three on another club, but because the Knicks don't have an alpha one, he is the 1A to Brunson being the 1B and kind of walks in in that type of swagger, but of course comes into the series against the Heat and doesn't deliver So I I know that that rubs Knicks fans the wrong way. I know we're going to continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. But again, I've booked a number of really phenomenal people for the show. Um, Rich Samini joins us next to talk about the Jets. Schedule release happened Thursday. So we'll hear from Rich next about the Jets schedule. Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants, is going to join us at 1030. So we'll get those two uh, topics covered for you as well. Quick break. We're back with Rich Samini next here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Played like a gazillion pickleball games yesterday. As I said earlier, boy, I have been bit by that pickleball bug. Let's bring in Rich Cimini, who always does a phenomenal job covering the Jets. Uh, Rich, you play pickleball?
3: I played it once, Anita. just uh, tried it a couple of months ago, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I really I got to play more often.
1: Here's a suggestion for you. Folks might not be aware of this. For years and years and years, the Jets and Giants media had a golf tournament. And so the Jets media would challenge the Giants media in a golf tournament uh, the week of the preseason game where the Jets and the Giants played each other. I'm telling you, Rich, you you should suggest a pickleball tournament this season well it's funny I'm how that's saying.
3: evolved over the years because going way back we used to have a touch football game between the Jets and Giants media but I think as we got older we kind of uh, transitioned into golf and we called it the Ryder Cup and we actually have the trophy sitting in the Jets press room right now a Ryder Cup trophy but uh maybe I don't know maybe pickleball is the next the next step
1: all right let's talk about the Jets the schedule comes out Nine and a half wins is the over-under. They have six island games, by the way. Not allowed uh, Not allowed to call it um, primetime games because one of the games is Black Friday, so it actually airs at 3 p.m. Eastern. But, Rich, six games, dude. Man, you're going to be busy this year.
3: <laughs> yeah, in a different kind of way because the last year was all – sunday at one you know which is a, really a sports writer's dream when it's a sunday at one game you don't have to worry about a late night deadline but the jets like you said Anita, a five of those are prime time then there's the black friday game and a lot of four o'clock games i think they play only two one o'clock games out of the first 11 weeks so this is what happens when you have a future hall of fame quarterback you know a guy is popular as Aaron Rodgers. It's arguably the biggest story in the NFL and the jets are uh, suddenly very, very relevant and they're going to get a lot of exposure.
1: So, uh, so the jets start the preseason at Carolina, Tampa Bay Bucks, And of course, uh, as we talked about the giants, now only three preseason games as opposed to four, God bless, Uh, but regular season game one, boy, the NFL did them no justice, no favors in regards to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, like, talk about, like, jumping in the pan while it's hot. Buffalo Bills, Monday night football. Your thoughts on game one? I think this might be tough. Listen, I know he's got Nathaniel Hackett, an offensive coordinator that he's familiar with, but uh, you got to expect some growing pains here, right, Rich?
3: Absolutely. And, by the way, it's four preseason games for the Jets. They play in the Hall of Fame game against the Browns in – in Canton, so they'll have that extra preseason game. Not that Aaron Rodgers will be playing in any of those games, but it'll be good work for the rest of the guys. But, yeah, that's a tough, a tough opening uh, schedule for the Jets. And, you know, we were talking to Nathaniel Hackett a couple of weeks ago after the uh, introductory press conference, and he, he, his exact words were, you know, there are going to be growing pains because while Aaron Rodgers knows this offense and obviously knows this play caller very well, the others don't. So these guys like Garrett Wilson and, and, you know, maybe a Joe Tipman who could be the starting center. He'll be battling Connor McGovern. These guys are young, Brees Hall learning a new offense. So it's um, there will be some growing pains. But, you know, the interesting thing, and i doing a little research on the Jets' schedule, five out of their first six opponents are pretty much in the same boat. Five of the first six opponents have new play callers. The only team that doesn't is Buffalo in the opener. But after that, you know, Patriots, uh, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, all new offensive play callers. So all those teams will be going through some similar transitions, just like the Jets.
1: Um, And then following, here's the thing that really stands out to me, Rich. Following the Buffalo Bills at Dallas, Patriots, who we know have dominated this series, right? Kansas City. At Denver now with Sean Payton. I'm expecting them to be better, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Finally, they get their bye week in week seven. What you know? What what, what record would you be happy with after those first six games, Rich? What can we realistically expect?
3: Well, I said four. I said four and two. Well, uh, we had to write a little uh, blurb the other day on the schedule analysis, and and I think they can go four and two through that stretch, and. The reason is, and those are all really good teams, and in fact, four of those teams, you're talking about the four most high-scoring teams in the NFL last year. So they're going to be facing some really good offenses, but like I said, some offenses that are going to be going through some transition like the Jets. But here's the, I think what separates the Jets in that early part of the schedule is their defense, which we all know was pretty good last year, is currently, is returning basically intact. They have nine out of their 12 starters back. They have their entire defensive coaching staff back. So that continuity, I think, is going to be big early in the year. And so maybe the offense goes through some hiccups early on, but the defense can carry the flag, and I think that will help them get off to a good start.
1: Following the bye week, things get much easier for them, right? No disrespect, but, um, you know, Atlanta – the Texans, who knows if Tua will be healthy come December. I pray to God that he is, but you know that's a really big concern for me with that Miami Dolphins team. But last but not least, they end the season two road games at Cleveland and at the Patriots. And that Patriots game very well could, could have major implications. I, I just, I'm someone, I just, I, I don't like ending the season on the road, let alone back-to-back road games. Your thoughts?
3: Seems like the, I wish I had to stat on my fingertips, but it seems like they end on the road all the time. You know, it just it just seems to be part of that the schedule maker's plan for the Jets. And you're right, that that could be a huge game. Uh, the Patriots. I, I don't know what to expect from the Patriots this year. I mean, they were a mess offensively last year, but as you alluded to earlier, they've dominated the Jets. The Jets have lost 14 straight games to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They. They were so cocky, the Jets, last year. They thought they were going to beat them in the first game, and then they lost, and then uh, lost again. And so, of course, that heartbreaker in Foxborough on the on the late punt return, they ha- it has to end, right, sometime. And if, if they can't beat them with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know when the Jets will ever beat the Patriots. So that's, while on paper the Patriots don't look, intimidating like they used to for the jets it's still a big game it'll always be a big game and they have to clear i think it's a psychological hurdle they have to clear it eventually
1: two quick questions for you before i let you go rich and we so appreciate you joining us on on a sunday morning number one offensive line uh joe tipman a lot of people really great feedback in regard to him a lot of people felt that he was the best center coming out where do you see him playing do you feel that he'll play center do you think they'll move him to guard as of right now, what do you see for the starting five offensive line and and what are your, your concerns
3: Well I think they have him pegged in as a center right now that's not to say they can't move him to guard in the future but uh, he played he did play a little guard early in his college career but ended up as a center certainly has the size to play pretty much anywhere on the offensive line he's six six. But he's going to compete at center with Connor McGovern and uh, Wes Schweitzer, the guy they picked up from, from Washington. Uh, so I think I think there's a good chance Kipman could be the opening day center. So it depends on how quickly he grasps everything. It depends on his comfort level with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have some say in that, the guy he feels most comfortable with. I think uh, Lakin Tomlinson and Elijah Barrett-Tucker will be the two guards. I think he can pretty much write that down in ink. And then the tackle position – You know, I think Dwayne Brown is probably going to be the left tackle. I think Makai Beckton is going to compete there. A little controversy over where Makai obviously made it clear on Twitter that he wants to be a left tackle. They had him playing right tackle last year before he got hurt. So could he end up at right tackle? I, I suppose so. Robert Salas said they're going to go with the best five. But I would say Dwayne Brown probably gets an edge at left tackle. And then at right tackle, I, I honestly don't know at this point. It could. There's a few people there. They signed Billy Turner. They have Max Mitchell. There's Bex in there as well. So they could go in a couple of different ways. To me, it's the biggest question surrounding this team. I think this is a really good team if you look at every position. The one position, the one position group that raises some questions is the offensive line. I think they could be pretty good if everything falls into place and the guys stay healthy, but still some questions there on the offensive line.
1: And last but not least, um, Brees Hall, what's, what's the latest with his knee? What are the expectations? What percentage do you think that he'll be uh, at the start of the season, regular, regular season game one, Rich?
3: I think there's a really good chance he'll be in the lineup week one. The Jets Jets have said that Uh, they're optimistic that he's, fracking towards week one i don't think you'll see him in the preseason nor should you uh to me that would be a waste to try to they should just use those extra few weeks as rehab time for him i think that's the plan and so i think unless there's a setback along the way he's he's ahead of schedule according to the jet now he had that surgery in october so i think he'll be ready to go for week one now the question is you know we see this with a lot of athletes coming off an acl especially running backs When do they get back to 100%? And that's just something nobody knows. I mean, look at Saquon. It took him a couple of years before he became Saquon again. But on the other hand, we've seen guys like Adrian Peterson who who were unbelievable after ACL surgery. So you just don't know. It's an individual thing, and it depends on the player. Each situation is unique. But I think in terms of just availability, I think he'll be ready to go for week one barring a setback.
1: Rich Samini joining us here on this Sunday Mother's Day and and Happy Mother's Day to your wife and um and hopefully I'm sure you're going to well, celebrate you. with your lovely with your lovely family. I, I had the chance to meet them uh, when life was quote unquote more normal and we were actually going in studio. Yeah. I, I know you brought your family in yeah, that one really... time. Um, yeah, you've got honest. a great you've got a great podcast called Flight Deck. Uh, so we want to make sure everybody makes sure you find it on uh, wherever you find your podcast. What's next? For the Jets, OTAs, Aaron Rodgers attending. Um, do you know where he's living yet? Like, what, fill, fill us in. What's the latest?
3: Well, I mean, you know, they have one more week in this phase of the uh, offseason program, which is very light practicing. But next week, uh, a week from tomorrow, they start OTA practices. And, and those, they have 10 of those. And those, the three of those will be open to the media. I'm not sure which one will be the first one. It'll be probably next Monday or Tuesday. So in about seven or eight days, we will get a chance to see Aaron Rodgers on the field with our own eyes instead of having to rely on team video that they post on Twitter, which uh, slow-motion shots of Aaron Rodgers throwing passes to Garrett Wilson. seems to, But they go viral, so people are eating it up. But we'll get a chance to see him uh, in the flesh throwing the football in about seven or eight or nine days. And then they have ten of those practices – and they're, and they're really, as you know it, they're they're scaled down. There's no contact. Um, it, there's very limited stuff in what they can do, and then they have their mandatory minicamp in uh, in mid June, which even now, even that is not what they used to be. It's a more of a scaled down version of what mini camps once were.
1: Rich, thank you as always. Really do appreciate it. Rich Semini joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. We come back. We'll continue with your calls, John, Bill, Papa Joe. Uh, hang tight. We'll get your calls next. Mama Mimi's going to join us at the top of the 10 a.m. hour. It is Mother's Day. Got to have her on, of course. Jordan Renan will join us at 10:30. We'll get our fill, our latest from Jordan Renan in regard to the Giants' schedule. Can't can't leave Giants fans out. Nope, not here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN.
1: Let's take your calls uh, before, of course, we kick off the next hour. Mama Mimi's going to join us. Always a hoot, that's for sure. Let's go to uh, let's go to John in New Jersey. John, welcome in.
7: Hey, good morning Anita. How are you? Great. All right, just a, just a quick. Uh, I want to talk about the Knicks, but just a quick um, thought on the Jets. Uh, we split with Buffalo last year. I don't, I don't even think it's a daunting task to beat them again. Uh, and in the game that we beat them, Josh Allen had a, I think a hundred and maybe seventy passing yards, and he scored the only touchdown. So I'm not even you know that concerned about opening up against Buffalo, but with the with the Knicks, right? So Miami they're not better than the Knicks. At on paper, we got out schemed. is a he's a good coach. He out he out schemed us. He was trapping zone zone defenses, switching up to man. So, R.J. Barrett, we may be looking at his ceiling. He's been here three years. He's gotten better from his rookie year until now, but this might be it, what we're we're looking at. Randall, he can can definitely be a piece. I don't want him on the perimeter dribbling. That's not his job. He's not a guard. He wants to be a stretch four. Then he's going to have to, over the summer, he's going to have to work on his jump shot. And he could be in the post. He's 6'10". He could go in the post and start posting up more. He doesn't have to be on the perimeter shooting jump shots. And just to give you an example, Brunson is the guy. Okay. We need another guard to pair with him like Damon Lillett had in uh, Portland when he had McCollum. Don't know why they traded McCollum, but that was a good backcourt right there. Like Steph has clay. You know, Brunson needs another playmaker, another guard who can get the shot. John, you're
1: you're not worried they'll be too small? It's a real. It's a real small front court.
7: No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about them being too small. And another. Another thing, um, Mitchell Robinson, go get a hook shot. You. You gotta. He gives us zero offense. He, see, let me give you another example. Kevin Looney in Golden State. He knows his job. What, do you, what does he do? He blocks shots, right? And he he grabs like in excess of ten plus rebounds. So if you're gonna do that, then okay, you're gonna. You're going to pay dividends, but we can't even get that from, from Mitchell Robinson. He, he needs a hook shot. You, you understand what I'm saying? He, need, he needs a shot that we can, he can get inside of five feet. And it's not, John, hard. it sounds to me,
1: I, John, I appreciate the phone. It sounds to me like you need to get into coaching, dude. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, you're telling these guys what they need to do in the off season. Um I don't even know if this team is, is going to look like this in the offseason. Um, or I should say next season. Uh, only time will tell. Let's go to Bill in New Jersey. Bill, you're up.
8: Hey, Anita. Uh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to touch on the Knicks. These guys that are stomping on the posters outside the garden and everything. Do mm-hmm. they know what the Knicks what these Knicks have been giving us for the past 20 years uh so they go to the Eastern Conference semifinals game 6 of the Eastern Conference semifinals final 8 teams in the league and they're outside the garden acting like like animals like come on guys uh the the Heat are a formidable team i mean they have a Hall of Fame coach one of the greatest coaches of all time jimmy butler one of the greatest players in the league uh champions and lowry and love like why are we acting like this when this Knicks team that has given us nothing finally gives us something and then we still act like spoiled brats it's like come on what are we doing out here?
1: yeah uh, bill I, I totally agree with you i, I think this Knicks season was a, a huge success i had bobby marks on the show yesterday thanks for the phone call he he totally agrees um Uh, You know, I I don't, and and going back to the Julius Randle, I will say this again, I don't believe, I don't believe that this team would have gotten past the Cavs without Julius Randle. Did not, I'm not going to say didn't show up, struggled against the Heat. There are a number of players in the NBA who struggle against certain teams. There are a number of them. I'm not going to single Julius Randle out. I just won't do it. Uh, let's go to Papa Joe in New Jersey. Papa Joe, good morning.
6: Good morning, Anita. How are you?
1: Fantastic. Welcome.
6: Happy New Year. couple of, happy New Happy Mother's Day. A couple of quick things. I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Um, Hello. I, I, Rodgers, Rodgers is not what everybody's playing him up to be. Uh, The Giants are not going to make the playoffs. Both their teams have tough schedules. They both have brutal schedules. And I'm a New York, New York fan, big fan. And I think the Mets and Yankees, neither one will do extended playoff time. I I think there's just so many issues there. Uh, I know I just threw you a, a bunch of stuff. But my biggest question is golf on Mother's Day or no golf on Mother's Day? That's the question.
1: No, no. <laughs> You're cute, Papa Joe. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, no golf today on Mother's Day. I am going to play this coming week. I will be teeing it off, uh, teeing it up this week. That's for sure. I need to start getting ready. My golf tournament's going to be June 26th at Skyway. So really excited about that. I need to get ready for that. Um but I am going to be playing pickleball later on this afternoon. <laughs> I am I am I am like I've I've been bitten. The bug has bit Anita with pickleball. I am like all in on pickleball. So I'm excited. I've got a day of pickleball. And of course, uh, the dog park. Uh, My mom, Mama Mimi, who lives down in Florida, unfortunately, we can't be together. Um, So but she is going to join the show next. We'll kick off our number two strong with Mama Mimi. I know our listeners uh, love hearing from him hearing from her. Uh, we'll also hear from Jordan Renan coming your way at 10.30. We, we heard from Rich Cimini in regard to the Jets' schedule release. Let's hear from Jordan in regard to the Giants. Also coming your way in the third hour, we've got Greg Wyshynski getting us ready for some NHL hockey playoffs and Nick Fridell joining us to talk some NBA as well. So uh, jam-packed show, we're having fun. It is Sunday Funday. Let's continue to do so right here on 98.7. ESPN.